Yellow Jackets fans, from the Lassercast, and I'm with my good friend Danny Torkel. We are going to be talking about Yellow Jackets Season 2, Episode 8, It Chooses, and you guys have chosen to watch this review of the last of Yellow Jackets with us. Uh, Danny, I guess Adam wasn't Javi. I don't know, man. The uh, the Adam storyline, uh, I think, is hopefully coming to an end at uh, with the end of season two. I have a I have a feeling that our friend Walter is going to help that kind of go away. Maybe next episode. Yes. Uh, but I do the elephant in the room this week. Uh, last week, there was a giant John Cameron Mitchell-shaped bird in the room. This uh, week, there is a giant elephant in the room of... So they spent the season of looking for Javi to bring him back for him to die a few episodes later, <laughs> which is a choice I'm not sure I would have made. Um, also, I... That whole sequence, which I was really looking forward to, like I kept pausing the episode. And I'm like, I'm like, there's no cannibalism yet. What's going on? Like, and I'm like, okay, there's 14 minutes left. They they got to be getting it soon. And then they did the Queen of Hearts ceremony, and I'm like, all right, here we go. And then it Nat pulls the card, and I and my brain wasn't really connecting, and I was just like, no, no, that that doesn't work because yeah, Nat's alive. Right. So they must, this doesn't make sense. They even introduced another new girl this week. Well, what do you mean? Which the one? girl who brings the piss pot down at the beginning. Lottie's, like. That's, wish, that's the really sarcastic, annoying girl. Her name's Mari. That was, that was Mari? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought, I thought that was a different girl. I thought this was a new girl that just got introduced. Cause... No. So let's 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 go over with the girls that are there that are not the main characters, right? You got Mari, who's always like complaining and miserable, but loves Lottie. You yeah. have Akila, who we find out has not been playing with a mouse for right. the last several episodes. Right. Then you have Pink Hat Girl. <laughs> right. Then you have the girl that kind of looks like Lottie a little bit, like she's tall and she's got long brown hair. Uh, was, they was barely ever show her. There was definitely one white girl. <laughs> <laughs> who I had never seen before. Okay, okay. All right. Well, you might have to rewatch it. Maybe she was hiding in an under tree lair. Yes, and yes. So I, there's a lot to get into in this episode. Last week, I was passionately defending mm -hmm. some of the choices that were made in episode mm -hmm. seven. I loved that episode. I thought it was my favorite of the season. And you were kind of on the, you know, not... It might have gone a little too far in the wacky direction for you. And so that was kind of our impasse last yeah. week. This week, after you had shared with me an article from Forbes magazine about, yes. um, and I apologize to the author, I didn't uh, write her name down, did you? Uh, it's all good. The, it was uh, probably AI. AI. What? <laughs> I said it was probably AI. Yeah. Yeah. As Chat GPT wrote, uh, <laughs> you know, a, a lot of fans seem to be less excited for season two. Yeah. And their 
argument, as has been ours to an extent for much of this season, is too much as being focused. More than half of the show is being focused on the modern day characters. Yeah. And some of the the mundanities of their lives, uh, and especially the Shauna Adam police angle, which feels like a black hole of television. And it did again this week. Yeah. Uh, And I really don't think I've disliked a character more than Mustache Cop in a long ass time. Right, right. Because like the as as much as Callie has been made to look like, you know, a dumb teenager, uh and somebody who's just willing to be kind of duped by her parents and go along with her parents doing bad things. The guy still tried to form a romantic attachment to a high school kid in a way to lure her to tell him things about her family. Yeah. And so you have an adult trying to manipulate a child hanging the fruit of we will fuck as the like, come on, baby, tell me everything about your psycho mom and I'll let you get under this mustache. And now he's just become like this real. It's like he's pulled back all the veneer and he's just this like, he almost feels like asshole cop number six in any movie we've ever seen in any show we've ever seen. And that story continued. That article talked about how, you know, exciting the stuff in the past is and how we're just not getting enough of it. Right. This week was the first time where the stuff in the past didn't really add up for me. Mm, Okay. And there was a lot of stuff in 2021. I did like all the, the, the women together in the sharing shack. I did like, like all the truths being revealed. I thought that was good, but it also feels like something that could have happened a few episodes back. Cause now Mm -hmm. there's only what one episode left in the season. Correct. Yeah. I feel like they, I feel like they spent way too much time this season setting up for a 50 minute season finale that is only going to leave us wanting more and waiting about another calendar year. Okay. So that, that last line you just said is very, very well put. And I think you're, you're right on the money with that. Um, Also want to get under this mustache. That's also a very beautiful line. I kind of want that as a t-shirt. I kind of want to shave the rest of my beard just so I have a mustache. I think that's kind of incredible. Um, Hey ladies, you want to get under this mustache? (laughs) So, um, you know, that article says that the stuff in the past is always more interesting than the stuff in the present, right? And I think I would agree with that. Um, Sherry and I talked about this a lot. And we talked about how when you introduce more people in the present, like when you show Van is alive, when you show Lottie is alive, that all of a sudden reduces the suspense in the past. Because now we know, essentially, hey, they're going to make it. You know, there is the idea, and Sherry mentioned this last night, of like, well, it's sort of the journey and seeing how they get to a certain point. That's exciting. But for the most part, for the first season, we didn't know what happened to anybody besides the main four cast members. Yeah. 
And so um, you mentioned a couple of times uh, choices. And I think it's interesting that you say choices because first of all, the episode's called It Chooses. But besides that, um, they have two storylines going on, right? And I think that that's a very difficult thing to do because you have to always have the timing match up right, right? And I think that there's stuff in the past that they don't want to get to because it's sort of like a point too far, right? And so they have to kind of take their time in the past. And I think they have to do the same thing in the present as well. It's like, so they, it's this constant game of, okay, we can go this far in the past. Okay, now we can go this far in the present. And sometimes it makes either one of them seem kind of boring, either storyline. The past one is ultimately more interesting, but what happened in this last episode, and this is what I wanted to like really focus on, because I think this is the meat and potatoes of this discussion today, is when they are drawing the cards. I feel like that was very jarring for me because it's like they went from this this thing that it's essentially been this whole season, which is they're all just laying around this cabin in winter. They're miserable. They're they're starving. You know, some things have happened, but it's just been this miserable slow slog. And then all of a sudden, they're drawing cards and they're gonna murder Nat right in the fucking cabin, right? <laughs> like they're not gonna take her outside and kill her. They're gonna kill her where everyone's staying. And, and then she runs and they chase after her like savages howling like wolves. And I felt like pacing wise, that messed things up too much. I want to get your thoughts on it, but I want to just make one real quick point. Um, Sherry and I were talking about that particular thing, the drawing of the cards. And we were saying that like leading up to that could almost be a whole wilderness episode where they're having the discussion of the logistics of like, okay, someone's got to draw a card. It, Good. Yeah, it did. It, I felt that, you know, for, for con considering we are talking about how they've taken way too much time to get places, I felt that that entire scene was rushed like crazy. Exactly. Taiza makes a comment that is like, we're going to have to do something to right. eat. Right. And then literally the next scene, right. like minutes later, right. they're standing around the fire right. drawing cards. Right. And and to your point, there's no discussion. Like no. Nat and Travis, it unless we are unless we, something has happened off screen, they are still the only two that can fire a gun. Right. So right. wouldn't you just now I'm not saying they they don't deserve to be put up for sacrifice, but wouldn't you as a group want to at least preserve the yes. two people. So, you know, yes, look, we're going to have to eat one person, but right. we're hoping that a moose walks by soon. And there's only two people here who could fire a gun. So maybe we shouldn't have them draw cards. Right. And, and, and Danny, honestly, that is a whole episode's worth of that cabin. Yeah, is that's a whole episode. But now, and again, I think that that comes back to a, a choice they made very early and you can correct me if I'm wrong. It's, this is the, almost the end of season two. They have never had a an episode that is purely present day. They've never had an episode that no. is purely so. So that idea of we're going to spend 45 minutes or 55 minutes yeah. on this intense like discussion of who's up for grabs in right. the drawing of the queen, right? Uh, who who is a potential meal? Yeah. You know, and you know, and maybe it's the fact that I'm a history teacher, and that that like goes to the that there's always that like 
beginning of year project where you assign your students, you know, your law, your plane crashes. This is, and I'm not making this up. This is a like kind of a generic opening the year assignment where to introduce your students to the, to the ideas of government, you give them like the plane crashes in the woods. You have these different groups of people. You have the football team that are big and strong. You have the, the science and math majors who are really good at calculating things. Uh, you have the, the robotics team who are really good at making, you know, using technology. And then you have the, the teachers with, the, and there's one gun and all, you have all these things. And it's like, okay, now you students, how would you set up the government sure. amongst these people? Yeah. And I would have been all out for a 45 minute episode like right. that. Right. And instead it was, we need to eat jump cut to, uh, you know, or jump to something in the, in 2021 and then jump back to right. let's draw cards. Right. And, and see, the thing is, it doesn't have to even be an entire episode long conversation, but there's a few key notes that they just sort of assume that we as an audience are filling in. Like one note is the whole reason this discussion started is because Lottie offers herself. She says, if I die, you know, don't let my body go to waste. And Misty tells everybody there's not one person in that cabin that says, oh, maybe we should take her up on that offer. Maybe we should eat her. Now, I understand that like Lottie has this hold over everybody. And so nobody really wants to eat Lottie. But like from a storytelling point of view, you do need some kind of skeptic or somebody <laughs> to like at least make a joke about it or something. That way everyone can kind of shut them down and say, we're not eating lunch. And if you're going to go in the direction you went, shouldn't that logical person be Nat, the one person there who seems like she's not on, like who's the most skeptical of Lottie's wilderness gods explanations? Like you can even just have Nat go, you know, if, if that's what she said and she's really sick, why don't we just put her out of her misery? And right. then everybody could like turn on her that right. way, that way, at least her drawing the card could be some kind of either we could be led to think it's either a spiritual thing where it's revenge right. for suggesting that, or it could be something where one of the girls cheated to give her the card yeah. because they wanted her dead. Not drawing the card to me really didn't make sense because, and again, <laughs> joking about it before there are so many borderline nameless girls in that cabin right and we watched in episode one the very first scene a girl running through the woods wearing that necklace fall into a trap onto a spike and die yeah and we know that that girl gets eaten we, yeah we, we assume that that is mari but we don't know for sure right why, if you're going to do this scene, why not just, it, it would have been just as powerful if they do this scene and maybe they go more than one round with the cards and you're starting as an audience member, there's 52 cards in the deck. They go around the circle once. Now there's 40 cards left in the deck. They go around it. Now there's, so every card pick, like the percentages are getting higher and higher. You're going to get the queen of hearts. Yeah. And then, you know, random girl number seven, Mari, or, uh, you know, pink hat girl or Akila, maybe they draw at, and now, okay, the time is now, and we're gonna, and, and, and you see how the girls are getting animalistic. 
they're howling, they're chasing Nat across the ice, they're they're using echolocation like actual fucking wolves. And like it you see the girls morphing into something. Yeah. Because of this, you know, antler queen, this unseen force. Right. It would have been just as powerful. But instead, they went with this weird angle where we're going to have one of our core characters who we know lives yeah. pull the card. Yeah. Travis gets involved. Once Travis gets involved, why don't they just kill Travis? Okay. Yeah. So they have I, a knife to his throat. Yeah. Okay. So I want to I want to get under the mustache of what you just said. Like, I really want to unpack that because here's the thing. What I was saying to Sherry was. It doesn't make okay. First off, what Sherry said was everyone in the whole cabin is okay with like playing this Russian roulette with the card. Everyone's cool with it. There's not one person in there that's like, hey, I don't want to be eaten. There's no one. Like she said, probability wise, it doesn't make sense, right? So I was telling her that from a storytelling point of view, you couldn't have one of the no name girls. I mean, they all have names at this point, but you couldn't have one of the non main people draw the card because they would most likely be like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And they would just probably just kill her and move forward. Like this scene, essentially, the whole reason why you have the scene is for like two reasons, right? You establish that they're willing to go that far. They're willing to like kill someone now to have cannibalism where that's never happened before yet. And then the other scene is you essentially have to kill off Javi and we have to have it have some weight. Now it absolutely has weight that essentially he's trying to save Nat and he drowns and she even tries to save him and she chooses not to, but that's all it is. is just moving the puzzle pieces. Like, I think it's so silly that they were going to kill someone right in the cabin where they would get blood on everything in the cabin. And you'd see the blood wherever you went, right. Where you live all day. But um, the, the way that it's set up, it had to be like Nat because you had to have that suspense and they had to get away just so that Javi could go have this other kind of death. Like they, they had to set up that like the wilderness chose versus them choosing because they're setting up the wilderness as a force. And that ties in with the whole thing in the present day with uh, Lottie saying, well, wilderness is going to choose again. One of us has to die. Now, um, I, I agree with Sherry where it's like, come on, no one is saying, I don't want to die. I don't want to do this. Like there, there's no fighting, right? And then Sherry made one other really good point that I want to bring up too which is that how come nobody decides to just offer up Shauna? Like everyone is so devoted to Lottie and the, the catalyst for this, the reason why they're doing this cannibalism in the first place is because Lottie is so hurt that she's going to die. And they're like, well, she's starving. We need to feed her so she can get better. But the reason why Lottie is dying is because Shauna beat the shit out of her. Now, and, I understand and, everybody, and everybody accepted that because... She took it so that Shauna could be better. I, yeah, I, 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 the whole, that whole final sequence, while it was like good, exciting television from logistical and storyline points. And it's like, so the wilderness chose, but the wilderness also chose to keep Javi alive in a magic under tree world for almost a year yeah just yeah. so that a, a a month later he would be a, a meal for everybody it, yeah. that, that doesn't seem like taiza's other told him run he runs 
he apparently is gone for a year. He, we find out this episode that he has been living in this under tree, you know, world where the apparently it's warmer and there's water and so you know he doesn't have to ever come out of there and get like uh attacked and killed right and and then he he just redebuts he doesn't say anything and now and now he he drowns and we know that Travis and Nat end up being like a couple slash drug addicts together when they get older. And it doesn't seem, it seems weird to me that Travis would be like, no, don't kill the woman that I don't kill the, the girl that I love. And then turn around and be willing to just accept that his brother died by accident. And then he's going to eat his brother. Yeah. And then and then him and Nat are going to go home from that and be a couple. Yeah. Yeah, that um in itself Danny is like a real interesting talking point because in the coming attractions for next week it sure does look like they're eating Javi and it does look like Travis is eating meat, right? So it's like would you eat your own brother? And I don't have a sibling, but I don't know if I could eat a relative. You know? I, I hunger makes I mean that okay so so that's another thing too is that Sherry brought up and I, I keep mentioning Sherry but it's like I want she makes really good points and I want her to be kind of part of this discussion but she was saying that like it didn't seem like they demonstrated how hungry everybody was and I actually disagreed with her on that I think that like showing them actually melting a belt to or like breaking down a belt to eat belt I soup that, yeah belt soup I think that's pretty desperate I think um, also Aquila once she realizes that she's been holding a dead like mouse corpse, she like thinks about eating it. Like, I think, I think had there been a scene where it turns out the mouse is alive and one of the girls like ripped the mouse out of her hand and like bit it in half. Yeah. Yeah. That would have real. like, I don't want to see that. Like I'm not, uh, I'm not somebody in favor of torturing animals, right. I think that from a TV standpoint would have been like a, Oh my God, kind of moment where we right. were like, Holy shit. Okay. These girls are fucking hungry. Like, right. And, and this episode does something different than previous episodes. It shows multiple people's perspectives, like first person perspective. And it has this sort of like wobbly effect on what they're seeing. It does that for like Travis. It does it for, uh, I think, uh, it does, it definitely does it for Lottie, but it does it for a few of the main characters. And like, Taisa looks in the glass of the cabin at one point in the window and she sees herself and her other simultaneously. So everyone is sort of going a little crazy. Oh, uh, Mari sees blood on the walls. Yeah. So, so like everyone's kind of losing their minds due to hunger. Uh, Sherry was saying, well, you don't really, really see them being super thin and you also don't see them sort of like falling over or like not having energy because of their hunger. And I was saying that a lot of the stuff in the cabin is that they're just lethargic. They're just sitting around. I think that they actually don't move around that much because of hunger. And um, also, I think that they're just not super thin because like the actresses, they're not going to make them get super thin, you know? Yeah. You know, so um, for me, okay, like I, I feel like all the stuff in the cabin this whole season, if we're talking about like intensity levels and 10 is like you're murdering someone and you're eating them and it's like you don't even care. 
Um, I think that like in the cabin, it, things have been between like a four and a six as far as intensity. And everything in this episode up until the card drawing part was like a four or a five. And then all of a sudden you're at like a nine. And I feel like that jump is very jarring. And yeah. I understand for like sensational television, like water cooler television, doing something like that you want to do. But just story wise, it, it feels kind of unfulfilling. Do, do, what do you think? I, I agree. I, I agree. I think that, like I said, I think from a television standpoint, I think this was a, a an episode that people will talk about. Right. I did not dislike the episode, even though I, I feel like I've been very critical of it. I'm I'm critical of the choices. Right. Um, you know, uh, I feel like I can make another wrestling analogy where sure. the like the main event of WrestleMania this year was Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. And the match was fantastic. It was like a 30 minute, just beating the shit out of each other. They hit all their moves. The story was perfect. And then the ending really fell flat. And it's like when the ending of a match in wrestling falls flat, it kind of really hurts your overall opinion once you start to think back did i like this match completely you're like i the match was great but man that ending really brought it down whereas there could be like a a match that's here and there but if it ends on like an all-time classic spot or moment you're like that's you you tell all your friends you gotta go out of your way to see that yeah and this episode felt like that where i felt like i was watching 50 plus minutes of really compelling television but that there were choices made throughout that really kind of took me out of the excitement of what I was watching. Yeah. And I do think that considering this was the first time they were doing the cards, they could have had nameless girl number six draw a card. Maybe that girl runs off. Maybe the wilderness chooses by having the ice break under that girl they pull her drowned body out and that's meal number one. And that at least establishes the, the routine. It establishes that when we get hungry enough, we are going to draw cards and whoever's card is drawn. And then the next time you do it, then you can have Nat get chosen. And then it could be like, wait, you can't do that. You can't kill her. Mm. And then it could become this situation where it leads to Javi or somebody else dying. But Mm. I felt that to go from, we need to eat to jump cut to drawing the cards to having one of your core characters who we know lives draw a card to ending up having Javi be the one to die. It was just, it was like a domino effect of very strange decisions mm-hmm, that really mm-hmm. kind of took me out of what was otherwise, what I thought was a fairly good episode of TV. Wow. That is really good. I really like the the pacing that you recommended there. You know, it, it's interesting because I always think about that, like story logistic wise. Um, is there a correlation between how bad the winter is and death? Because um, when Jackie was eaten, it seemed like things were kind of thawing. And, like, they did make a point in at least one of the episodes this season to show, like, it was getting warmer. The ice is melting. Look at these icicles. They're melting. And then they did make a point to show, oh, it's getting colder. You know, there's another blizzard coming. And so I don't know if there's a correlation between, like, the weather and death. 
or if there's a correlation between like someone dying near one of those symbols, like one of those altars. Um, obviously, there's like a lot of stuff to unpack. And I'd love to hear what people say in the comments about what I just said. Um, I think we could kind of start to move away from that, that crazy end sequence and talk about like the sort of the other stuff, the, the side dishes, right? We kind of talked about the main course. Let's talk about the side dishes because they're interesting too. Um, with the coach, he has his own mission for this episode, right? And he goes off looking for this tree that Javi drew a picture of. He's, he's looking for these roots and it has this, this symbol that we all know from the show. I, I didn't know what he was looking for at first. And I thought he was maybe going to go kill himself. And I thought that maybe the episode was going to end with they found his body and they were going to eat him. Did you feel that way or no? I, I've gotten to a point where I start to think any character, any character who isn't one of the women in 2021, yeah. any one of those characters who is on screen for too long consecutively is yeah. just being set up to die. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I mean, we keep getting to a point where, you know, nobody's dying. So like, <laughs> oh, well, until, you know, uh, at the end of this episode. Did, did you ever see Hot Tub Time Machine? Yes. You know, Chris, once. you know how Crispin Glover's in it and he's like the bellboy yeah. or whatever? You know how like he doesn't have arms in the present and so everyone's always wondering how he lost his arm? And it, yeah. like in the past, there's always these scenes where it's like he's reaching for something and they're like, oh, and, like that's what it feels like with the coach. It always feels like, oh, the coach is going to die. Nope. You know that. <laughs> um, I did like I did like the moment with him and Misty where he's like sharpening the sticks and she's like, can I trust you with that knife? And he's like, look, if I wanted to be dead, I'd be fucking dead already. <laughs> yes. Yes. But that was um, a nice little callback to last week. Yeah, and, and so some of the other, like, morsels on our plate to discuss are, uh, you know, there's the stuff with Elijah Wood, which wasn't really interesting. It was just sort of like moving pieces on a board. But it seems like the news is out that Adam was murdered and his body's been dismembered. And so now it looks like, um, you know, Elijah Wood's character is going to contact the police. And you said it in the very beginning that, like, he's probably going to miss, like, lead them. And I, I think you're 100% right. I don't think he's going to be like... Misty and her friends did it. I think he's going to help Misty get away with it. I love also that he appears to have this absolutely ridiculously expensive home, uh, yeah. which ties back to uh, the story he told Misty about how he a brick fell on his head and he is like a multi multi millionaire from a lawsuit. Yeah, and. Like nobody really believed him or checked up on that, and now he's like sitting alone in this just mansion. <laughs> so let me ask you this: at one point, he finds a purple like coat. Do you think that that signifies that he actually like infiltrated the cult at one point, like maybe to see Lottie? I I don't I didn't even notice that to be honest. Yeah, he was like packing his bags for a trip, and then he saw this purple coat, and I was like, oh, did that mean he actually has been with the cult? Was it was it the scene with Elijah Wood where he opens up the refrigerator for an, a, an unusually long period of time? And I, I swear to God, I've seen so many horror movies. I was just expecting that when he closed the refrigerator, there was going to be an antler queen like right behind him. And, yeah. Or that there was going to be somebody there ready to take him out. And I was right. like, why would they do that? Like, why would yeah. they they do that like cliche horror movie scene right. only to not set up anything. It's like, they're kind of like teasing 
the horror yeah. fans who watch this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I mean, it was a really long time from to open up the refrigerator. I mean, it, it's interesting, like, you know, the playing Phantom of the Opera. He just seems like such a quirky character. I, I don't really know what his inspiration is or what he's doing, but uh, I guess maybe we'll find out more at the end of the next episode. Um, with There's other one part of the present that we have to talk about, too, and that is Jeff. There's a big focus on Jeff. And what I liked about this episode with Jeff, he's always sort of a goof, and a lot of times you go to him for comedic relief. But in this episode, he has multiple opportunities for, like, good dramatic scenes. My absolute favorite, this might have even been my favorite scene of the episode, was when he's talking to Callie and he explains yeah. what happened to Shauna. That was a really good scene. I I, I really did like that they gave Jeff uh, a little bit of uh, character redemption this week, it felt like. Um, yeah. Or they at least let uh, the actor, whose name is slipping my head, I, I Walter, is, it, is his name Walter something? I'm not sure. Walter Scoggins. No, that's not him. <laughs> uh, Walter, Walter Goggins, no. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, but he, I liked Jeff in this episode. That scene with Callie that you mentioned uh, really kind of tugs on your heartstrings because yes. they, you know, like one of the cops even says to them, like, you know, you and Callie can still get out of this. Right, right. You know, like, right. don't let yourselves be dragged down. And, you know, he, Jeff has been involved in this since the very beginning, since 1996. And, yeah. you know, to have, now, he only knows about the baby because he read the diaries, right? Or, I, did, or did Shauna tell him? Because he I, didn't know she was pregnant. She didn't know she was pregnant when they left. It, I think it's like 50-50. He could have read about it in the journals. She could have told him too. Yeah. And I, I like that at the same time, like Jeff is getting like these really good character moments with Callie yeah. uh, and with the police. Uh, the other women are talking and the, and, and uh, Melanie Linsky is like, yeah, of course I wasn't going to say anything. Misty freaking kills people. Like yeah. I was afraid Misty would kill him if she found out. And it's obvious she would have. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, okay. So that's one other thing we should talk about too. Oh, oh, but before we get off the Jeff stuff, I just want to talk about that one scene where he has a dream about Shauna. So yeah. the, the cops show him these like, really Oh my God. <laughs> show him these really grisly pictures of Adam's severed body. And they go into detail saying like, Hey, only someone that knows what they're doing could cut the body in this way. Uh, it's real effective. It makes you really kind of be there in the moment. Um, but then he has this dream sequence where Shauna hugs him and then she like kind of cuts a little slice off of him and then she attacks him and she has, she's missing hands. She has like an electronic like cutter. Blades. And then she has like, uh, yeah, blades, right? Edward Scissorhands. And I kind of thought it was goofy and I actually didn't like it. I would much rather she just was holding the blades. But then I was thinking that that is kind of part of the Yellow Jacket show. The Yellow Jacket show does have sort of over-the-top goofy things that you could make like gifts out of or like have a meme of on Twitter. I think, I think like the show, uh, you know, play on words right here, but like it's very buzzworthy, right? And so like I'm sure there'll be like a gif of Shauna with her fucking blade hands like Baraka from Mortal Kombat, you know? <laughs> So, like, but I, it's like a little too stupid for me, just like the thing with Misty and, and the, the musical moment last season, uh, last episode was like too much. But I think that that is kind of part of the show. What, what did that affect you at all? Did you think it was dumb or? 
I I thought it saved that scene because it starts off with Shauna walking in the door, and I wasn't sure if this was real or not. And yeah. the way Melanie Linsky was acting, I was like, oh, I don't like this. Right. And then when I realized it was a dream scene, I was like, okay, thank God that this yeah. is not real. Yeah. But also, this is this is weird and i i can't be hypocritical and complain about this when i was like waxing poetic about john cameron mitchell as caligula last week Uh Uh, so i'm not going to say i didn't enjoy it uh i did i thought it was like you said a very gifable uh memeable moment um and uh, my only thing is i just i it all ties back to that you know yellow jackets versus the cops and i i'm i'm just kind of done with that i i want yeah. walter to just use his weird billionaire uh you know tech skills and and bring that to an end next week so we don't have to deal with it i did yeah. like uh i did like all the, the scenes of them in the shack uh sharing and like all the truths finally coming out but i think it also really reveals how much we could have done this all sooner. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and we go back to some of the earlier episodes uh, this season. I think we could have worked out a way to get the six of them together, maybe by the end of episode, by, you know, if you're going to do a nine season, and I've mentioned this, you're going to do a nine episode uh, season, you kind of break the season into three you know, trilogies, so to speak, where it's like storylines, you know, kind of wrap up and open up the new ones. You could have had them meet and like, oh my God, we're back together at the end of episode three. Oh yeah. And then you could have spent the middle part. You know, I feel like looking back now on this season, all the time we spent with Nat at the compound, uh, you know, going with, Jill, I think her name is, to visit her mother and the thing with the goldfish. And while that was all good at the time, it now kind of feels like stuff we could have maybe, you know, let's get back to the, as you point, you called it, the meat and potatoes of these characters and of this season. Uh, There's a lot of stuff now that I look back at the first, like, five, six episodes and I say, okay, if we would have just gotten rid of this or if we could have skipped over that, we could have gotten to this exact point sooner. Yes. And then we could have stretched out the really good stuff. Like what we were saying before, we could have gotten more uh, like discussion about how the workings of the card pulling are going to go and like debates over who's going to be involved. And then they could have done it once and we could have been like, okay, I guess that's how they're going to do it. Yeah. And this episode, now that we're like effectively done, we have one episode yeah. left, it kind of did feel like they were rushing to get into position for the final, like, you know, they're going to they're gonna shoot the final gun and now it's the last leg of the race and everybody in this episode was just running into position to get there. Yeah, yeah, very, very well put, very well put. Um, I, I, it even feels forced when they decide that they might drink poison in 2021 like i know that the way that this episode leaves off it's not like they're sitting there grabbing a cup each but i do think that they are going to drink those cups like russian roulette style the question is 
I'm thinking that maybe someone might drink it and actually literally, literally die, but then maybe they might get resuscitated and come back to life or someone might drink the poison and die and that's it. And I, I think it's kind of like Chekhov's gun where it's like, okay, well, Lottie has introduced this poison. Someone is going to drink this by the season finale. Maybe so, they'll yeah. all drink and then it's like, it goes to the credits and, and now we're waiting for season three. Oh Maybe. my God. Oh, I, uh, I can't, but y'all, you just put that out into the world. Oh no. Oh, well, well, okay. Well, how about oh, this? No. To, <laughs> how about to make it easier to swallow pun intended? Um, I was really thinking of, there's only like three characters that could drink the poison and truly die. Right. They're not going to kill Taiza because her stuff with her other no, is so Van, interesting. Nat, right. Van, Van Nat, and, and, and Lottie. Oh, Lottie. No, no, they're not fucking killing Misty. No, no way. And 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 I don't think they would kill Shauna, even though if they killed Shauna, it sort of would kind of tie things up in a bow because it's like she could die and she could take the blame for Adam's uh, death. Let me tell you what I think with the poison. I think that I think this is all a test from Lottie. I think she's told them that she put poison in, and it's a test to see if the if all of them are willing to risk potential death to find out the truth. Yeah. And I think they're all going to drink and then we're going to find out that there wasn't actually poison. And it was just a test of their, like ability, their desire to want to know what's going on. And yeah. then once they all drink, then they can kind of move forward towards uncovering the truth behind the, the antler queen and, and what this force is that's bringing them together. That's kind of where I think it's going. I don't, it seems like, again, like, I, but then again, this is a show that just proved this season that they will spend a large amount of time having their audience go, but what about Javi? But what about, is he, is he Javi? Maybe he's Javi. What do you think? Did Javi come only to then kill him in a very bizarrely edited way? Yeah. A couple episodes later, yeah. Would they would they spend so much time this season reintroducing Lauren Ambrose, having her kind of just uh, what I've deemed Vancer, you know, just being like, <laughs> you know, oh, like oh, by the way, I have terminal cancer and I only have four months left. Would they do all of that just to have her drink poison and die in the season finale? Yeah, seems like it. Seems like if that's what you were going to do, it's kind of a giant waste of everybody's time, right? Mm -hmm. She could have, because then, then we have another possible like major character who could die back in 1996 to really, you know, throw some shit off and, and really mess with things. Yeah. Uh, would you have Nat drink the poison and die when season one ends with her with a gun in her mouth. Why would you waste an entire season saving her from potential suicide? Yeah. yeah. Just j to a point where Nat Juliet Lewis's character seems better now than yeah. she does ever that we've seen her as Juliet Lewis. Right. So are we going to, are we going to spend the season saving her from, from killing herself only to have her drink poison and die in the season finale of, of episode uh, of season two. I don't want that to happen. Like I, yeah. cause, cause there's, because then there's that sense that I'm wasting my time with yes. these characters. Yes. And I feel like the show's in a really kind of a dangerous spot right now mm -hmm. because 
the overarching, I think that there is a lot of online negativity towards this season. Yeah. Especially compared to season one, which was like lightning in a bottle. Yeah. You know, you and Sherry were reviewing it every week on Anchor Pete channel. It was getting like thousands and thousands of views. And I like your, your videos were getting hundreds of comments and like, I couldn't, I was like the, I felt like I was the one person not watching this show last year. And all you are seeing online are these Forbes style articles about why season two of yellow jackets isn't working. What can (laughs) they do to fix yellow jackets? And you know, if, when, when a show gets to a point where the audience feels like it's wasting its time yeah. in like really getting invested into characters and storylines, yeah, that's where the fans turn it off. And I'm, I'm going to do it. No, not but the that, lost story. Not the lost story. But, but that was lost for me. When, <laughs> We've heard it every episode. <laughs> when, when Lost in season two, when Lost got to a point where... <sighs> instead of answering all those cool questions they set up at the end of the previous episode, they would just ask 12 new ones. Yeah. Yeah. I got to a point where I said, I'm having my time wasted here. They're never going to tell me what the black smoke is. They're never Mm going to explain why there's fucking polar bear on this Island. They're never going to tell me what the hatch numbers mean. And you know what? Fuck this show. I'm done. And I, 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 I'm not to that point yet. I'm right. absolutely not to that point yet, but I, I am nervous for the season finale right. that it might get to a point where that starts to creep in. And, and, and I'm telling you that ending that you, if, if it ends, if you are like the fucking yellow jackets, Nostradamus and it <laughs> ends with those six women grabbing cups going like this and it fades to black, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. Oh, no. Oh, God. We have a week to see how that turns out. I mean, okay, here's what I was thinking while you were saying that. I think that um, the way the show itself is set up, right, is that you have these main characters, these great actresses as the adults in the present day. And there's so many compelling things in the first season that, like, get you interested in what's happening to them. You're wondering, what's this weird stuff going on with Taiza? Who's trying to blackmail them? And then ultimately you think, is there some kind of force that's connecting them to the past, right? And now we've gotten answers for all of those things at this point. But all of those things kind of stem from the idea of they've lived normal lives for years, decades at this point. And now we have to kind of bring the Yellow Jackets back to their attention. And then we're going to have flashbacks to the actual incident, right? And the incident itself is the real, true exciting part of the show because it's like what happened to them what did they resort to right and i think that that's the problem that they've had with this show in general is that they i think that they were worried about what you were saying they were worried about being like lost they were worried that they weren't going to give answers right away and so they gave answers and now we have this weird kind of limbo of like oh well adam got killed who was adam and like What's interesting, it's it's almost like the present stuff. It's like you, you could have almost finished the present stuff in the first season and then just focus on the past stuff and then like had little clips in the present every so often. But to have them be kind of balanced, it, it, it makes it wobbly. It makes it not work, 
you know, because the present stuff's never going to be as interesting as the past stuff. And um, it, it is possible that they might jump the shark and do what I predicted. I, I truly hope not. I, I was actually thinking that Juliette Lewis could die. Do you remember, like, when we were talking about last season, we mentioned how Juliette Lewis was at a press conference with everyone and she seemed really upset. And she actually walked off the stage, like, before everyone else left. And it just seemed like she didn't like uh, Natalie, right? And so I was thinking, like, maybe she wants to get off the show. Maybe she would drink the poison and die. It's possible. Um, I, I do think that if they were to kill Natalie in the present, that would really fuck up the show because Natalie in the past is, like, one of my favorite parts of the show. Definitely. And, right. And, and, and so, like, to have it be like, okay, well, she lives, and then she kind of has a fucked up life where she's an addict and she attempts suicide, and then she just drinks poison and dies – that's not going to make me like root for her and be excited for her in 1996. So I, 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 I'm hoping that Juliette Lewis wants to stay on the show and that she doesn't drink the poison and die. I didn't consider your option that you said where it could just be a test from Lottie. But it's I, I guess everything I just said, my whole point I'm trying to get to is where are they trying to go in the present? What happens next in the present? After yeah, they, they made Van made points about um, Thais's second and, and, and Lottie's made points about that. That's like, that feels like a storyline from so long ago now yeah, where, yeah. where like uh, we got to see in the past Thais is staring out the window and she has her reflection and then she has the other who's staring back at her. That's yeah. like the first time we've had any advancement on that story. And like they mentioned, they're like, you know, you almost killed your fiance and you beheaded your dog. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Remember when she had a fiance and a kid? What about happened to that kid? Yo, where's that kid? Where's the kid? <laughs> you know, what's happening to her poor district who elected this woman state senator? And now she's like at this uh, cult resort, um, yeah. you know, where people carry goats around for days yes. you know what the fuck's happening now and like there's been no follow-up on that and yeah. i don't know it's very strange for me having like i walked out of last week's episode so excited so happy i i thought it was so irreverent and fun and then this week's episode kind of really brought me down and i was like wow I, how did i go from like here to there so quickly and to a point where I'm almost dreading the season finale instead of being really excited for it, which. Yeah. That's not a good sign. And, no. and, and at the end of the day. Oh, Oh, I cut out at the end. Now, of the, go, go my mother, the end my of the, mother tried to call me at the end of the day. We still haven't had cannibalism since Jackie we're going yeah. to, oh, yeah. but like one time, <laughs> One fucking time in two years, yeah. we need we need to get back, you know, to some cannibalism. And I thought we were going to get it this week. Yeah. And we didn't. Uh, we were set up for next week, though. Yeah. And, and, and one last thing before we kind of wrap it up. I want to talk about that point you just made. Um, there is going to be like a lull, right? There is going to be a point where the winter is going to end. Things are going to thaw. And they probably will try to like escape or they'll try to like hunt and they be successful i think and so it's not going to be this like endless winter for two years they're there for over a year so they have to 19 go through the whole... months they said right right exactly so like maybe there might be like two more instances of cannibalism and then it's like the spring 
Who knows? But the past. Well, we definitely know. We know that Hobby's dead. So yeah. that's one. Right. And we know from, again, the opening scene of the show that there's another girl who spikes down and, and in, serves up the food. Yeah. So we, we know that there's at least two incidences of cannibalism yeah. there. Yeah. So, they also keep mentioning somebody might find out what we did. And, you know, I, again, I don't know if it, if it became common knowledge that a soccer team crashed in the woods for nearly two years and was freezing to death in the wilderness and that they resorted to cannibalism to survive, I still don't know at the end of the day if that is something that would haunt them for the rest of their lives as not on an individual level. Of course it would. On, on the level of like society would shun them because wouldn't, you know, like, and I, I'll come back to something I brought up way back. The movie alive exists. Like yeah. we know that like stories like this have happened now, granted they didn't murder their teammates to eat them. They ate the dead. Right. But you know, you're freezing to death for nearly two years in the woods right. and you, you do whatever it takes to survive. Are are you going to come home and be arrested for murder? Are you going to be put on trial? You know, this doesn't seem like it. It seems like something that, you know, you might conspire to write books about and make millions and millions of dollars. Obviously there is this force that is preventing them from doing that, but it, we're nearly the end of season two and we don't really have any progression on it. So there's that thing that kind of hovers over me too yeah uh i don't know i guess you know we're we're in 55 minutes we're, we're an episode of yellow jackets in on this episode <laughs> and i think the basic end point is we just got to wait till next week and see where this season ends you know yeah 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 good point and and danny uh made a great point about saying how like last season we got a lot of comments and stuff we love seeing y'all's comments too like please tell us what you thought about this episode did you guys we had a nice week last week. We had a bunch of comments that we were responding to. Uh, that was good. It was, you know, the more interaction, the better always. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually would really love to know from you guys. Do you guys like that they jumped so quickly from like, we're hungry, we're drawing cards. I want to know how you guys felt about that in particular. And then also, who do you think, if any of the main characters are going to drink that poison, who do you think it's going to be? Let us know in the comments, please. But Danny and I will be here next Saturday to record a new episode of Yellow Jackets. Danny, you want to just tell them what else they can find if they subscribe to the Lassercast? Uh, if you like full moon features, Charlie Band stuff, uh, I watch the entire subspecies franchise, which is streaming on Tubi, uh, to prep for uh, subspecies part five, uh, which was in theaters for one night only, Monday at Alamo Draft House. So I have a couple short reviews up. For those, it's easily the best Full Moon Features series. Uh, they're actually capably made movies. They're, it's not Evil Bong or uh, the later Puppet Master movies, we promise. Uh, Pete and I were talking about potentially getting back into the work of Wes Craven uh, as the month of May comes to an end. Uh, and we could uh, 
uh, we've done a bunch of reviews of him already. We've done uh, Serpent in the Rainbow. Uh, Charlotte and I talked about the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, Nancy trilogy. Charlotte and I are actually finishing the the, the entire Nightmare on Elm Street series. Uh, and, and she's excited to watch the last two movies so we could do a franchise ranking. So that you can look forward to that probably in the next week or so. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. So Danny's always popping out content on the channel. We're meeting at least once a week. And right now it's to discuss Yellow Jackets. But yeah, if you like hearing what you're, you know, you're hearing, then make sure you subscribe. And hey, I want to shout out Pete's other channel, Comic Books Transform, uh, because uh, they had a really great talk about Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, which is probably my favorite movie I've seen this year. And oh, yeah. maybe my favorite movie I've seen in a long time. Uh, uh, we, we've had some really interesting nerd conversations uh, on uh, between the three of us and Chris. Uh, so uh, you can go, go check out Comic Books Transform. They, they cover all your Guardians needs and uh, other MCU and other Transformers uh, and DC stuff. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I think uh, this week coming up, we are covering, uh, I think, Bumblebee. Okay, we, we just did... Makes um, sense, because Rise of the Beasts looks fucking awesome. Yeah, man, yeah. So, comic books transform, guys. Make sure you all get on that, too. We'll see you all next